0: This is Huber Garcia, and this is a beautiful day. And today on the Proven by Ruben podcast, we have Ashley, the founder of Prest Downtown Fayetteville. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thanks awesome. for having me. Awesome,
0: absolutely. So, if you could tell everyone who's listening who you are, what you do, how you do it, and all that good jazz.
1: Yeah, I'm Ashley Thompson. So I own Presta Creative Space. Um, we are a retail store in downtown Fayetteville. And we specialize in brands that have a story to tell, unique items. Mm. Really, our goal in the store is to kind of create a unique retail experience. We want to be a destination retail store.
0: Gotcha. So I like that you said, you know, that you you bring in brands that have a story to tell. Yeah. So I might pick your brain a little bit earlier in this podcast because I'm getting a brand made right now and I don't, I'll show you a picture of it um, and you just let me know what's, if it's even telling my story or. Or I, I I might pick your brain a little bit in this podcast. Oh yeah, that's maybe. Fine. <laughs> so what got you started in um, in press? Like the beginning and what what your vision was and all that.
1: Yeah, actually, I started and I had a branding and marketing company for about three years here in Fayetteville. Um. Yes.
0: Oh, cool. What yeah. was it?
1: Um, my... Smash Creative Services. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then we changed over to Press Branding, and then we kept the press name for the store. Nice. And kind of rolled those together. Okay. Um, So design has always been a big background of mine.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, Yeah, and then I always wanted to have, like, the retail store. I had a lot of retail clients. um, So I learned a lot about what to do, what not to do, especially with the marketing, which is a huge part of it. Um, Oh, yeah. And then a building became available. and. I wasn't really ready for it, but I kind of jumped in and signed a lease uh, the same day.
0: <laughs> what? Oh, really? The same day?
1: Yeah. My husband didn't know anything about it. Oh my
0: gosh! <laughs> what did he do when he found out?
1: Um, he really didn't have much time to react because yeah. I was like, "By the way, we have to move out this weekend, and we're living in it." So, oh, oh, she so living had to, upstairs. Yeah. So oh, we had to cool. move our house, and we opened the business in a 24-hour Holy time span.
0: Holy moly! <laughs> Well, how, how, what was he good with it? Was he like, oh my gosh, but okay, I get it. He's We're used move. to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's fine. Right. Like, he's yeah. Okay with it.
1: And he knew uh, the branding and marketing business is really great, but it, you can get burnt out in that really fast. Yeah. Um, I liked the creative outlet, but the store has been like my, my passion project, my dream. Right. Um, so when I saw that opportunity opening up, he knew I didn't want to wait for it to, to pass us by.
0: Yeah. So it's been something that's been on your mind for a while. And as soon as the opportunity came up, you just, you jumped. Yeah. What, uh, when that, when you found out about the opportunity, what was your, now we know what happened, right? You signed it same day, but when you saw that opportunity and your dreams and everything got, sli- in my mind, I'm visioning got slid across the table. Here's the paper sign here. How did, what did that, like, how did you feel in that moment? Like, oh my gosh, is this real or?
1: Yeah. A little overwhelmed. Yeah. Kind of like. Wow, I actually just did this. Now the real work starts.
0: <laughs> so you you, uh, you just, you went for it. You didn't even th- you just signed. Yeah. And then after that, you were like, you know what? This is when the real work starts.
1: Yeah, and sometimes I operate better that way. I have to make that leap and that commitment. Yeah. And under pressure, I will make great things happen. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> have you heard of Grant Cardone? No. Grant Cardone. So in one of his books, 10X Rule, Be Obsessed, I think is one of them, and and all these others. And in there, he says, uh, um, commit first and then figure it out. Commit yeah. Commit first and figure it out. And that sounds like that's that's your plan as well. And it sounds like it's working out.
1: Yes, it is. I've gotten better <laughs> at planning things out ahead of time a little more, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you had something planned this weekend. So I'm, I'm sure that, oh, the blues and, uh, what was it? The blues and. Uh, blues and brews. Blues and brews. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. So you, uh, you open up the business. You move your whole house into or above the business, what were some of the first challenges that you saw in the first week of opening this thing?
1: Um, a lot of it was kind of revamping my entire business plan um, because I kind of had the plan in my head and working, but I didn't even know the location. So once we got the location, it was kind of catching up to figure right. out how do we get a register? How do we get, um, you know, really simple things. I have to make sure that, you know, the, the electricity gets turned on. Um so it was a lot of those little tiny details that you don't see from afar that were kind of buried in in the beginning to get right. the doors open.
0: Yeah. Um did you have help?
1: Um not really. So I had a business counselor um that helped a lot gotcha. at um Here, Seed. Seed. Yes. That's
0: how I heard from, <laughs> That's how I heard of you.
1: Oh yes. Yep, yep. Seed's my favorite and yep. I I started working with them even when I did my branding company.
0: Oh cool. Okay. So, so they were man, there they saw for it your all. whole story. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So you had them working with you?
1: Yeah. But then as far as working in the store, um, it was just myself, mostly seven days a week, every day for the first, I literally worked the retail part of the job too, by myself seven days a week for at least the first six months before we hired anyone.
0: Yeah. How was that? So is this your first time in your other business? Did you hire any employees or is this your first time hiring an employee? Um, um,
1: yeah, my other business, we had, um, two graphic designers, oh, okay. an assistant and a social media person.
0: Um, is that business still active?
1: Um, it isn't. We kept it active for quite a while, but the store started growing so fast that my husband and I kind of went, went all in on that.
0: Right. Or do, do any of them work with you now at Prest?
1: Um, actually a lot of them, one started her own company oh, and another one works you did good. Um, Luckily, Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> She went out and built her own.
1: Exactly. So now I have someone to refer all of our old clients to, and it's a really great relationship. Cool.
0: Do you guys ever uh, 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 work together on any projects? Um, say, if Press wants to do something, then there they go. There's your 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 someone who can kind of push it through the marketing
1: side. Do you guys ever collab? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And they, she's done. Um, we've had some of our designers do graphics for us. Some of our other old employees actually would work in the store during events and things like that. Right. Um, But they're all military, so they are coming and going.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Some of them moved away, and now some are actually moving back.
0: Oh, that's cool. So when you were starting off uh, Pressed, downtown Fayetteville, if you haven't been there, go there. um, What was – now, you said you kind of ran into, like – the electric and getting that put on and some and, and and other things what is something that we may not know that you struggled through in the beginning um that you've you've kind of come out on top on you know but what what was that in the very beginning that you may have struggled and that we may not know
1: um i think the hardest part was actually like the fear part of it um you know, after the first like week or so, I started getting that. What did I just do? Yeah. You know, I'm going to open and nobody's going to come. Yeah. Um, you know, people are going to walk in and, you know, no one's going to buy anything. You know, this sounds great to me, but how is it really going to be received? So, a lot of like kind of self doubt and fear and just, you know, you don't have that support system yet. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, because you'll see the results right away. So, you, the confidence isn't there.
1: Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it quickly went away <laughs> after we <laughs> opened. Yes.
0: <laughs> what was uh, what were some of the factors to make it make fear go away?
1: Um, we got lots of great feedback as soon as we opened the doors, and I, we had a lot of great people um, in the community who were really supportive. Um, you know, we were put in the newspaper three or four times right when we opened. We had lots of people oh. really kind of marketing for us, yeah. um, which I couldn't believe. I never would expect that. From anybody. So when I would see people posting pictures in the store and things like that, I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And some of these people, I didn't know who they were. And I was like, oh, people I don't even know are (laughs) posting about us. It's
0: interesting because you had something special that kind of that resonated in you for a while. And only until you committed, signed the paper, then freaked out, were you able (laughs) to really show the community what that was that was burning inside of you. And everyone or it seems like a lot of people within the community loved it. And started spreading your word, and and they saw what you, what you did within press, and, and just started telling everyone. It's just it's interesting to see it how it lived in you. You were kind of feared to kind of throw it out there, but you committed. You threw it out there, and then the community embraced it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was so used to in the branding world helping other people do that. Yeah. So I was never the one with the the spotlight on them. I was always the one pushing other people. Yeah. <laughs> to get their brand out there, and then. When it's your own, it's different. It's harder.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what? okay, so what were some of the, uh, in the very beginning, what were some of the uh, the wins? So stuff that you just, like that with the community, just embracing you? What else? What else in the very beginning was like, oh my gosh, this was worth it?
1: Um, I think I was really lucky that I had the branding background because yeah. right away we were able to kind of articulate a vision and a mission um and we knew that it was more than just selling stuff to people. We knew it had to be more than that. Right. Um so I kind of I knew to speak from my purpose cuz that's what people would resonate with. Right. Um so that was a big win because even today I'll see people walking around the stores giving tours to newcomers or their family or their friends. Yeah. And they give a better tour of our store than I do. <laughs> you know, I hear them like explaining the products and I hear them explaining how we opened and I hear them like telling our whole story. Um and these are people that I don't even know that well. So it just it it's heartwarming. I really like it, but where, it's surprising. Where
0: are they hearing your story?
1: Where? Um social media yeah. is really where we went all in on.
0: Gotcha. Cuz you know where I found where well, obviously I saw you guys downtown just walking around. Um but after that, you know where I started connecting with you guys? Where? Snapchat. Yeah. You guys are pretty big on Snapchat too. Yes. <laughs> and we got
1: on that right in the beginning. Yeah. Um, we luckily had a high school student who was working for me at the time and right away she was like, you need to get on Snapchat. And I was like, do that, do it, do it today. Go, go for it. Yeah. And then I learned a lot. I listened to a lot of Gary Vee too. Um, and he was really pushing the Snapchat angles. So we worked on that really hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I'm, what's cool is that you allowed someone to come in and, and kind of tell you about what's hitting right now. And you listen, you didn't get all you know, just on them and put your thumb on them and like, no, we're going to do it this way. You kind of allow them to just, you say, go, go do that. Let's see what kind of results we get. So, uh, have you gotten sales out of that with, uh, Snapchat people coming in and say, Hey, I've seen you on Snapchat besides me.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, we have a lot of people who engage with us on Snapchat. So a lot of yeah. back and forth conversations happen. So we kind of get that connection, even if it's just someone seeing a picture and they say, what's that price? Um, or even just something, you know, as, Just getting to know someone through Snapchat, right? Because we ended up talking to each other, Um, and then we've kind of expanded that into the Instagram stories when Instagram stories kind of was the new Snapchat. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yep. So what? So this is, this is me being curious. Where do you see most of the attention now? Instagram stories or uh, Snapchat?
1: Um, Instagram stories. We get a lot more views.
0: Yep. Is it? How do you do that? How do you? For anybody who's listening, is like, ooh, just pulled out their paper and is about to write down notes. How are you getting more views on Instagram stories? What are you doing to execute that?
1: Um, Yeah, so we're making sure that we try to use location tags, so we get put in the stories for our area. Yep. Um, And we tag people too, Mm -hmm. so that they hop over there, Um, and then we interact with other stories. So you know, we'll we'll watch our we we follow a lot of our customers, and so we'll engage with them on their stories too.
0: Cool. Do you have a, so is it you that's going to engage with them on Instagram stories or is it an employee?
1: Um, it is. For it's everyone. a lot. It's a lot of me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's also the whole store. So we have a, an iPhone for our store phone okay. and Instagram, Snapchat, all of that is on that. So whoever's oh. working at the time has full access to it and they engage as well.
0: Gotcha. Is it set hours that they go on social media or is it when downtime hits, they just go and engage?
1: Yep, when downtime hits, they can just go and start engaging and, and posting and things like that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome because uh, a lot of people who listen to this are business owners and they're looking to hack, right? They're looking to, to figure out what you're doing that's working. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, we have some people who just find the structured time to do that. But I think you miss out on the raw, the real, the now type of engagement that you can get when you have downtime or when you see an opportunity to tell your story within your business.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we specifically will be very raw and in the moment on Instagram and Snapchat. Yeah. Um, but since we do that, then we pull back on some of the other ones and we're not as immediate on them.
0: Gotcha. Which ones do you pull back on?
1: Um, Facebook. We're not as like immediate um, just because actually we get a lot more engagement on our Instagram page yeah, um, and then we don't do a whole lot of Twitter right now, but we're such a visual business, we're kind of going more on the the picture centered yeah. ones. Um, and then Pinterest is the next thing we want to tackle, but we're mm. not quite. Did there. you
0: bring on a new high school student to do Pinterest?
1: I need to. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, and yeah. you're a high
0: school student, um, no, that's cool. That's one area that I haven't jumped in either, and I've been told over and over to go into Pinterest. What have you What have you been told about Pinterest? Um, that could work in your world.
1: Um, the buyable pins, um, oh. so you can have pins that directly connect to the product on your website. Because oh, okay. when people are on Pinterest, they're pinning mostly a lot of things they want to buy. You know, I want this. I want this. They're building their own like yeah. bag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or like their wish list. So then when they go back, it'll it has like price tag and all of that, and they can click on it and go right to your website and buy it.
0: Oh, okay. Hmm, I might have to, I'm going to try to beat you. <laughs>
1: I'm going to try <laughs> to jump on there first. That might make me do it faster. So.
0: <laughs> I'm doing it this weekend, just heads up. That's cool. No, and, and, and I've always used uh, Pinterest for my vision board. Do, do you know what a vision board is?
1: Yes, I have one in my office. Do you? Yeah. Cool.
0: So, if you don't mind being a little transparent, what's on that vision board?
1: Um, This year, it's a lot of stuff about balance. Balance? <laughs> yeah. What type of balance? Um, So... We've been open for about three years now, and I have been completely three sixty five, seven days a week, twenty four hours a day, trying to just really go all in. Yeah. Um. And I'm learning that I'm a little bit better of a business owner when I do take time for myself, mm-hmm. and I'm not working all the time.
0: Yeah. So, how are you going to execute that? Have you Have you sit down and like looked at a plan on how you're going to make that happen?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Actually, I worked with a coach for a while, which was hey. really great. Hey, awesome. Cool. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Yeah, we were selected for it, so we won it through a military entrepreneur program. Nice. Um, And delegation my biggest thing. It's huge. Yes, and I've been getting better at it and just trusting. If someone can do it 80% as well as me, I need to let someone else do it. Yeah. But, you know, you always want that. Well, I could do it so good, but I can only do so many things. So finding the right people to delegate to.
0: Yeah, and I think it's interesting because... You do have your own flavor on how you're going to do things. That's what's brought up, pressed, where it's at now. Now, when you build that standard for someone else to execute, right? So the model, the system on how you do it, they're executing it. They're going to do it better because that's their one thing. For you, it's a hundred other different things. With them, it's it's learned like a like uh, someone who has a bow, right? They're just doing that one no, they're doing a ton of shots. Anybody who's who has a bow, I'm not saying <laughs> but if you just imagine that one person taking that one shot, right, leaving the pistol, leaving everything else aside, they've got the arrow and that's all they're focusing on. They're gonna they're gonna crush it at that and and if you would delegate, allow that one person to, to kind of run your standards, but that's the only thing they focus on, they're gonna find gaps on where they can um, execute some more flavor of pressed in there to make it even at a higher level because it's the only thing they're focused on
1: yeah yeah I love that that actually gets me thinking (laughs) yeah
0: well good so if you didn't know I'm a business development coach so um but no that's awesome I love to hear that a coach helped you out though that's cool I didn't know that
1: yeah because I think it gets so lonely when it's just yourself Um, my husband can only listen to me so much and give (laughs) (laughs) valuable feedback all the time. Yeah. Um, so having that like sounding board, I felt like even if I'm just kind of doing most of the talking, I talk myself into, I figure it out on my own. That's a good coach.
0: (laughs) A coach who asks the right questions where you self-realize what you need to do versus them. Like, this is what you need to do and pointing and like telling you what you need to do. Good coach is going to have you self-realize it for sure.
1: That's exactly what happened all the time. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I knew this the whole I time. I need to meet
0: this person. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds yeah, like an awesome in, person. Uh,
1: New York, Gotham culture.
0: Gotham culture. Yeah. to reach out to them.
1: Yeah, they're awesome. I uh, think that'd be cool. Veteran owned.
0: Veteran owned? Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So what else uh, with delegating and, and, and building that balance in your life? Um, we know delegating is one leg of it. Uh, what else are you looking at to help you balance Uh, Business and personal.
1: Um, yeah. So I have I have the Google Calendar that everyone has. Um, but I love love my uh, paper planner.
0: Paper, okay.
1: Yeah. So I will sit down at the beginning of each week and transfer in all of my Google Calendar stuff, and then I'll look for gaps where I tell myself I schedule my me time like I do an appointment. Yep. Um, And then that way I don't, because usually I would just leave it to like oh whenever I have extra time, but extra time never happens.
0: That's right, (laughs) and you have to be more purposeful. And that's what you're doing. Yeah. Um, some, of the, some of the agents I'll talk to and even other business owners, well, I know it sounds silly, but the time block to time block. And that's what it sounds like you're doing. Yes. Yep. You're writing down, you're time blocking to time block for the next week.
1: Yeah. And I love time blocking and some people get really anxious about it. But if I don't follow it exactly, I'm like, well, if I did it 60%, it's better than when I didn't do it at all. So.
0: Mm, <laughs> high five on that yeah. one. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Because, yeah, that's kind of what I was looking for is, is the calendar's huge leverage for someone to get more time back. And something that I've done personally is I've set two days within the month, not counting weekends, like actually weekdays, on where it would be a, uh, a why day. Like that's my why for the week or for the month. Um, and I would just do something I truly enjoy. Uh, it's really, really helped me out because you're going to find that a lot of people want to move in on that time. Yes. Everyone's going to want to move in on that time. And so how are you going to delegate? How are you going to respond to fight for that time that you deserve? I think it I think it grows you as a leader and grows you as a business owner because you you put on the counter, I will not be here and the business still has to run. So what do I need to do? Yeah.
1: And yeah. you get to relax.
0: It's your day. You
1: do whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah. And the hardest part for me is that we're open 7 days a week. So yeah. You know, even on the weekends you know, we're still working. There's still someone's gonna call or text or yeah. it just knowing the store's open doesn't let me completely shut my mind off.
0: <laughs> right. No, and I agree. It's always gonna sit in the back of your mind, especially when you're growing your own business. Um, if you did though, if you had one day to set aside for the month, what would you do? No business. But you can't say you can't say pressed. I'd figure something out with pressed. What would you do?
1: Um Read. I really like reading like self-improvement books, things like that. Okay. Um, I listen to a lot of them, but I never get to sit down and physically do like reading and things like that. So that would be a, a big one for me. It's just quiet time what without do, people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. What are the top three books that you would read during that time?
1: Um. So right now I'm reading Crushing It. Woohoo. Um, hoo <laughs> Love that guy. Yes. And then... Um, I'm not sure. I literally have a stack of books that I need to read that I've gotten from conferences and things like that. Yeah. Um, there's one called Being Boss that just came out. We sell it in the store.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Is it a pink? Is it a pink book? It's got blue a, like and a pink, pink zebra and, or something.
1: <laughs> it's like blue and pink, like gradient. Oh, okay. Shiny.
0: <laughs> okay. I messed that one up.
1: Yes, but <laughs> that one is the one I want to read And it's about time management and stuff like that mm. I don't know, if that still seems kind of work-related But
0: <laughs> No, I mean, no, I don't think so I think once you've, once you've kind of grabbed time Right by the arm or by the ankle or however And now you control time You do that through your calendar and time blocking And that can work in your personal and your professional life If you don't do that, your time will run you and it will run you ragged. I mean, even in my personal life, we put everything on the calendar. So, no, that can easily work in your personal life for sure. Oh, awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's something I'm always getting better at. I know I'm not perfect yet.
0: <laughs> I think there's always something to learn. I don't know if anybody ever get perfect at that. Um, so, one more book.
1: Um, I just started, or I just put it on my phone, um, 168 hours.
0: Oh, what's that about? Um,
1: and that's about you have more time than you think It's another time management book. Um, but I listened to her speak at a conference and always wanted to read the book. Who is it? Um, I can't remember. Off the top oh, of my head. you knew I was going to ask too.
0: <laughs> um, what's the book again? 168 days, um, 168
1: hours? hours. That's how many hours are in a week.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. And she does, um, she had us do an exercise where for a whole week you write what you do every hour of the day, mm-hmm. um, and when you look, you realize you waste a lot more time than you think you do. Yeah, and people who say they work sixty to eighty hours a week really work forty to fifty hours a week. And right,
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's why, I, and I, I figured you had some type of training or even a conversation about that because when you said you first started breaking down your calendar, what you do for the next week is you would find the gaps. Yes. Yep. Is that where that came from? Yep, it is. Yep.
1: I went to one of her workshops at a conference.
0: Yeah, it's so big. We do that We do that in coaching as well. Um, people will time block their personal life first, and then we'll find the gaps to shove the business stuff in. But you're right. It's all about the time. I'm big on time management too, so I love that. <laughs> and a, a great book, The One Thing, by Jay Papazan and uh, Gary Keller. That's a really good book on time management as well.
1: I think my coach sent me that one. I think I have.
0: Really? Yes. <laughs> if you read that, can you do me a favor? Send me through each chapter the one thing that you really took away from it if you decide to read that.
1: I will for sure.
0: Okay. Because I, I, I think, I mean, that's really saved my butt. So <laughs> I want to see if, see what you got out of it as well. Okay, cool. Awesome. All right. So we're back in pressed. Okay. Yes. Um, so press is doing really well. Love Press, where is it going next? Where do you see press in the next five years?
1: That's a really good question. So um a lot of people ask if we're thinking about other locations and things like that. We really want to go all in on our one spot and really become like our vision that we kind of mapped out is to be like a destination retail store. Yeah. So that reminds me of like when you go to New Orleans, you can't go to New Orleans without going to Cafe Du Monde.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Um, so that place that, you know, everybody knows about and we really draw people in from more than even just the Fayetteville area. Right. But there's so many people who come to visit Fayetteville. where you know, we're not like a tourist destination, but we kind of are with the military. Right. So kind of having um, that bigger brand recognition and brand loyal customers from all over.
0: Interesting. So would you strategically place pressed uh, in other military communities or just like hopping towns like Nashville, or what does that look like?
1: Um, I think very cultural places like cool, like a Nashville, Asheville, um, things like that, because that's really our target market.
0: I think that's so cool because it's well, how cool! So, in North Carolina, right, you have the mountains, you have the sand hills, you have flat, and then you have beach. And I think there's something cultural, and not saying this is what you should do, not at all. But this is how I start thinking: like, we have so many places to go just down the street, kind of. Quote, if you think about it, and how cool would it be to run to Asheville, right? And I know some friends in Asheville, and I'll stay with them for free, and that won't cost a thing, and I have enough money for Prest. Um, but I'll go. It'd be cool to go there and see the flavor that Prest brought in in that store in Asheville. Yeah, that's cool.
1: And Asheville was the inspiration behind opening. Is when we went shopping there. I was like, man, these places are so unique and so really? different. Like that's what we're missing in Fayetteville. Um, yeah, so Asheville is kind of where it all started. Oh,
0: interesting. <laughs> so is that then now when you crush it here? You know, not saying it would happen too fast, but would you say that that's the next spot you're looking at?
1: Um, it's the next spot that we would like to be in. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs>
0: So cool. Cool. Okay. um, Wow. That's where it started. So you were walking, I guess. Talk to me, like how did it start? Like where did that, how did it start to resonate within you about all um,
1: that? actually? So we took the trip to Asheville because I was getting so burnt out with the marketing and branding business. Oh. Um, I hear that from a lot of people who work in that industry, that it's just a very um, intense kind of industry to be in. So yeah. I took a vacation um and we stayed in a yurt so completely no tv in there anything like that um and we started walking around and just I kind of like just I felt like all my creative juices were coming back um and we were just so inspired by all of the cool stories we heard and the cool brands there and like the art scene there um so we were just inspired by like what Asheville was doing in their downtown
0: yeah Started to get inspired. <laughs> then what happened next? Did you start writing down all this stuff? Or did you just kind of let it sit in your head?
1: Um, yeah, so I had a smaller creative outlet where I did Letterpress Stationery and had an Etsy store. Oh, okay. Um, so I kind of started working on that a lot more. Um, and so that's and that's where Press came from, the name. Because um, oh. the inspiration was the, the old-fashioned letterpress. So kind of like the old art form. Of graphic design, because it was the typography by hand. Yeah. Um, And so then um, it was just kind of in the back of my head. Like, I don't know if I'll ever get this opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> but this is what I would love to do someday. And then within a year, my opportunity presented itself.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. That's awesome. It's, it's really cool to hear. It's, And I, I'm such a nerd when it comes to this stuff, because I'm, exci- I'm ex- one excited that press has this cool story that a lot of people may have not have heard. Right. Um, but not only that, you, you saw a vision, you started to get excited about it. Like that's life saying, okay, go in that direction. You're getting excited about it. There's some passion there. And then you executed, you actually went forward with it. Now you have, a, a, a store that people love. And now you're talking about expanding back into the place that first gave you that first thought.
1: Yeah. It's I so never cool. even thought about it like that, but yeah, it is coming full circle.
0: That is so cool. So, um, can you do me a favor?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: can you let me know when that happens so I can be there?
1: Oh yes, like definitely. The cutting of the ribbon,
0: <laughs> that'd be so cool. Um, how'd you feel? And now going back to that, how'd you feel when they first cut the ribbon to Prest downtown? Because I saw the picture.
1: Oh yes. Yeah. Um, excited. Yeah. Yes, I I really you know when you think you're gonna do something someday, but it's kind of just that thing that sits in the back of your mind. I really couldn't believe from when I thought of it to, you know, in a year time, I was actually doing it. Yeah. Um, So it was kind of surreal. Like, wow, this is happening. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's so cool. Um, What is, uh, what do you guys have? I know that we said five years from now, you got asked, you know, you're looking at different places to expand into. What if we were to stretch it a little bit longer, a little bit more and say 10 years from now, Mm -hmm. say presses in those cultural places that you truly enjoy, right. And that you think it'd be a good fit for both, both, both sides. What about 10 years? What about past that? Where's pressed? Where's Um, Ashley? Where's all (laughs) that?
1: (laughs) That's a really good question. I think we really want to be, like we said, we have brand loyal customers from all over the world, which is something that I, I really love. Like I, people tell me I was wearing a press shirt in Germany and I saw someone else wearing a press shirt in Germany. Whoa. And we were like, you know, and that's how we started talking. And this I heard the same, same story in um Hawaii, someone was wearing a chubby unicorn shirt and someone else from Fayetteville ran up to them like, "Are you from Fayetteville?" Um so to achieve that, we really want to also push our online store and online presence. Gotcha. I think a lot of people still don't know that pretty much everything in our store is also in our uh website store. Right. Um so that would kind of help us really get out there um faster beyond just the little communities that we kind of base in yeah but then to really a lot of people especially here move away and then they stay online customers um as soon as they leave here so that's a that's one way we really want to grow too
0: yeah so how do you how do you do that how do you build a community online like you build it in a physical location
1: um through social media is really how we find like the customers because we still want to give them that experience yeah this isn't like just amazon where you're going to order stuff right um we want them to engage and interact with us and the best way to do that not in our physical store is through instagram facebook yeah um, things like that
0: have you and this is me just kind of thinking through this is there a is there a pressed group like a facebook group yes oh is there yeah okay um i'll add you yeah please (laughs) (laughs) didn't know it existed is it a secret one
1: um, I think it's a clo- closed one so you can oh. see it and then you you have to get accepted yeah. into it
0: yeah, so what uh is there is there a barrier of entry like hey listen should you know do the secret <laughs> knock like is there a uh is there something that you have to do before you get in there or
1: what does um, that look like? Nope. Usually, it's a friend referring you in there.
0: Oh, okay. Um, cool.
1: So people invite people. Love yeah. It. And the only the only rule is you know not to to post spam. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cool. Awesome. Um. While while you're in there, do because that's a good way, right? And the way that I'm starting, I'm trying to work with this as well is how do you because I love that that you want to build a community that's past the physical location in order to stretch to the Hawaiis and the Germanies and stuff like that. So how do you build that same presence? Online and it sounds like you're already doing it in a group setting. Um, what 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 kind of conversations go on there to keep that flavor going?
1: Yeah, so we will have people um, help give us new ideas for products. Mm, so empowering them, yes. I love it. <laughs> okay. If I if we're gonna bring in a new line and we're not sure what to bring in, sometimes we'll post things and be like, you know, what do you guys like? So um, is it a poll? We'll do polls a lot. Cool. Um, also, just like open comments. Um, and actually, what's really cool is I don't even always have to be the one starting conversations. Some people will post pictures of themselves in their shirts in the group when they're right. like traveling or something. Yeah. Um, so the the community kind of engages with each other there.
0: How many people do you have in a community right now?
1: I think that's about 1,800 right now. 1,800.
0: Yeah. Solid. Cool. And it's, it's ever-growing, I'm sure.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah, we need a get on that a little bit more and <laughs> bring people in so they know about it. But yeah. yeah, this was really our our core group of supporters who kind of got sucked into the first. That's degree. awesome.
0: And I love that you're not just like peddling products. In essence, you, you're asking for engagement. You're asking for opinions and where the consumer feels like they have some buy-in on your business too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We just did a question where the females were telling me what kind of tank tops they liked so that when we make our summer shirts, they can kind of tell us what styles they want to see, what colors they want to see.
0: Mm, can't wait to rock it. <laughs> what is uh what is uh did did a design win in that conversation?
1: Um, yeah, so we learned that there was a vast array of preferences. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um we we definitely had some winners for skinny people, bigger people, <laughs> different yeah. categories, but it was clear to see who liked what kinds of things more.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So what, what will we see summertime pressed?
1: Um, more tank tops. More tank tops. Um, we're working on some new design. We're adding more colors to our line. A lot of customers, we do a lot of uh, black, gray, neutral kind of colors. That's my world. Yes, mine too. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of breaking out of my personal shell, and, and we're doing more colorful shirts, um, oranges, greens. Do you marines. guys design them? Um, so myself and one of our employees, our creative manager... So she designs a lot of them too.
0: Nice. Okay. So if we were to percentage wise, look at the store, what percentage is your design and, and the uh, other employee?
1: Um. So I would say about 20% are just me. Right. And then the rest of the 80% is herself or we sit down and we do a design meeting like twice a month or so. Really? Um. So we'll go through designs and we'll kind of go back and forth. But then she... I've delegated that, <laughs> and awesome. so she'll take the idea to completion.
0: So I didn't, I didn't know that, and that's my fault. I feel like I did. I thought maybe that you guys were ordering some of that stuff and putting it in the store. Like maybe it would just came from somewhere else.
1: Oh no, yeah. So we do all the shirts ourselves, and then <laughs> we just started working with a select few boutiques where we wholesale to them. So they're purchasing it from us to resell.
0: So. Cool, because that that anywhere anytime I go somewhere, I want to know more about the local versus the McDonald's or the Burger King or the heart like something that's kind of all over the place. I want to know more local. So it's cool to know that a hundred percent of that that your store pressed is made in house, like the designs and everything else. And that's my fault. I didn't even I didn't know that. It's cool to know that that if I were to buy something from there. And I guess that's why you have people in Hawaii running up to each other and say, hey, listen, are you from Fayetteville? Because that's where it was designed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All of the shirts we design, We do have one line of shirts from another military spouse who does great grins and grace. Um, And then we have our gift items from some other brands. But we also even design a lot of our own cards. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of pressed, designed, exclusive products.
0: That's so cool. That's so cool. So you're starting to move into more of dealing with colors what of yeah. uh, what have you seen that's come out of your creative side dipping more into colors
1: um we we've gotten a lot of great feedback on it um, but we always still keep it within like a color family or scheme so yeah. we want to be really intentional about the whole design part of it because being a, a designer in my past life and I guess still this one too right is um, <laughs> we still you know we're not gonna throw it on a bright pink shirt with bright green lettering because somebody just asked for it. So we're very conscious of keeping our, our, our style. So we have our own kind of signature style. And so we just try to find a way to, to change up our own style, but still keep it that pressed look and feel.
0: For sure. And that's why the consumer loves you anyways, is because of your flavor. So when they throw um, some hints out there and you take it for you not to just run it, how they said it is is probably the win play because for you to get it put your own style on it put your own flavor on it they're getting back what they loved about you in the first place yes so that's cool
1: yeah we've had a few instances where someone's very specific in what they wanted <laughs> and then we do like it and they're four like four oh, or five paragraphs and same. you're like oh my gosh
0: <laughs> right exactly it's not the same
1: yeah that like doesn't seem like a press shirt and i was like yeah that's that is a whole process in itself
0: <laughs> exactly how Okay, before because I, I have a few questions, um, but before I read them, how long does it take, and this may vary, but how long does it take from thought in my mind to on-the-shelf impressed?
1: Um, on average, it could take anywhere from four to eight weeks.
0: Whoa. So,
1: yeah, so we'll sketch and do a ton of different sketches and designs, and then when we kind of like one, you know, we'll we'll make a few shirts and even do it all at different sizes. And then we'll even put it on a few different colors and styles and then compare all those and then pick our ultimate favorite one at the end. Wow. Um,
0: 48 weeks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely a, a process, but that's how we just make sure that it's exactly how we want it to be.
0: Yeah. What have you seen has been the best seller in press? Like every time someone comes in, it seems like this one's selling the most. What is that?
1: Save the chubby unicorn. Save the chubby Unicorns. The chubby unicorns. <laughs> and that's the one I can I see all over the place too.
0: <laughs> that's an awesome one.
1: Yes, that was one of our first ones too. Yeah,
0: oh, cool. What about uh, what about the second one?
1: Um, the Fayetteville one is really popular.
0: F A Y, and then underneath the E T
1: T. Yes, got it. Yes, we see that a lot. Um, and I think that's just because there hasn't been a lot of Fayetteville shirts out there. Right. Um. Yeah, so that's definitely the favorite. And then recently, uh, No Problema, <laughs> which is a llama with sunglasses, has been uh, topping the charts.
0: <laughs> this is the best. So guys, uh, anyone who's listening, like you hear what's in the store, just imagine what we haven't mentioned. Right? This is only <laughs> three things. You need to go in there and experience pressed. Um, but I have a few questions for you, okay? Awesome. All right, so what do you believe separates excellent from average?
1: I definitely think drive and motivation, but then um, discipline on top of that. So a lot of people are really motivated and they can go in a hundred different directions. But to be excellent, you have to execute and really be disciplined and, and actually doing the, the not so fun stuff with the fun stuff.
0: Mm, do you think people get a little bogged down in the not so fun stuff and decide to just walk away?
1: I think so. Yeah. I think it's either it's one or the other. They get bogged down in that and it's not fun anymore or they only focus on the fun stuff and all of the details kind of crumble. Mm. Um, you know, maybe it's bad customer service or a bad hire or, you know, cash flow management. Um, so you have to you have to keep that balance all the time.
0: Yeah. Which is big in your world right now. Yeah. You're, you're reading a lot about balance and you have the uh, vision board as well. But yeah, I think that's important, and I, and I want people to see the opportunity in that, though, when people, when people decide this is not fun, they don't really want to walk through the mud, and they leave. And a large majority of people do that. So, like, if anybody who's listening has an idea, just know it. a lot of people have had that idea, and it may have even executed, but they started walking through mud, and they started realizing, oh, I'm starting to get stuck. Oh, and I'm starting to sink a little bit. And the opportunity is that a lot of people leave. And if you just keep rucking through the mud, you're going to make it and you'll be fine.
1: Yeah, we've had many days where we're cleaning toilets and Ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> have broken <laughs> air conditioners. And
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the not-so-fun stuff. All right, so uh, do you have a favorite failure that you believe has set you up for
1: success? I I do, and I wouldn't even call... Yeah, I'd never even call them failures because they always push you to be better. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say that my branding and advertising business was a failure. Okay. But what it did was... Because we were really successful, and we we were actually growing faster than I could handle. Um, we had too many clients too fast, and um, I was saying no to people, which is always great. Right. But it quickly made me realize it wasn't my passion. So it kind of made me be like, I need to do what I want to be doing. Um, because if I keep pushing on this, when I looked out to my vision, there was no vision that made me be like, that's how I want to live my life forever. You know, do I become a giant agency? I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Do I stay small and boutique? I don't want to do that either. And then I was kind of like, you know what? I don't think I want to do this at all.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I mean, you went in there and you decided that it wasn't for you. And I think what's cool with what you just said is that you started looking in the future of where this could go and nothing about it excited you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you don't have that vision on picturing where you're going to be 10 years out, um, then you're stuck in your day to day and it's mm, just another job.
0: That's powerful. <laughs> that's powerful. That's a good way to, to find out if you're in what you need, what you're in. All right. What you're in right now, is that where you should be? Look five ten years out, and if you don't like it, if you don't like how it looks. You're in the wrong spot.
1: Yeah. Whoa!
0: Yep. <laughs> you should write a book. Yeah. That's so with cool. all my free time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Time block it. Remember. Um. All right. So, uh, what have you gotten better at saying no to?
1: Um. I got better at. I. That's a big thing because I actually have gotten better at saying no a lot. Um. Which is really hard for me. That's the hardest part is because I always want to help people and do things. Yeah. Um, but we get asked, I get asked to volunteer on groups and committees and events and things like that all the time. Yeah. Um, but I've learned that I'm going to be, if the business isn't doing well, I can't be helping all the people I want to help and doing all the things we want to do. That's right. Um, so I definitely try to not spread myself too thin anymore. Right. Even when it hurts to say no. Um, and I'll still even meet with people who email me that they want to, you know, pick my brain over coffee. Right. Um, but we've gotten to the point where I'll get five or six emails like that a week. And if I said yes to everyone, I'd be doing it every day. That's right. Um, and I'm not a business coach. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> by yeah. trade, so... Yeah. So, um,
0: <laughs> so what... Now, this is me being a little selfish. What had you say yes to this?
1: Um, I know you. That's one. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm more likely to say yes to people that I see them in our store and they interact with our brand and they understand our brand. Yeah. Because um, I've been asked to be on other podcasts and stuff before, but um, it would be someone who's never even been in our store. Right. Um, so I knew that you understood what we're doing. Yep. Yeah. Um, and who we are. Yeah. And I always see your smiling face downtown. So. Yay.
0: <laughs> Yay. You know, I love that, man. I, it makes that makes me feel good, you know, and I, I appreciate that. And the reason why I wanted this podcast is because I know a little bit about the story. However, I, I want to put it in a microphone, you know, and I, and I want it to really get sent all over the city. And that's the idea of the podcast is that as people listen, they they get they got an in on your story and they get to hear it. And where you're going, you, it's so cool to, to know that maybe down the road you'd be rolling right back into Asheville where it first started. So, And I want people to know that. I want people to, like you said, when they do a tour with someone who just came into town and they know your story really well and they're walking in your story and are like, good gosh, I don't even know them. <laughs> and they're crushing my story right now. It's great.
1: Yes. Yeah. And every time I tell our story, something new comes out. So I know there's just so much to be told that I teach myself talking about it.
0: <laughs> That's so cool, too. Um okay all right uh let's see uh, but, but, oh what profession other than your own would you would you would be fun to attempt
1: um that's a good one yeah. i i love problem solving okay. so i always told my husband if i didn't own a business i would want to be some sort of like um what is it behavioral science um There's the show on it, Criminal Minds, how they do that, where they kind of break down how um, people think and things like that, profile. Um, I would love that because consumer science is what I went to college for. And it's all about the psychology of the consumer and why people do what they do.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. So uh, here's a kind of a personal question. Um, Growing up, did you look at logos and did you look at the way... uh, 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 advertisements would have a slogan or it comes shooting across the screen or what did you start looking at stuff like that at a young age like why are they doing that
1: yeah actually um i went to state competition i always forget this happened to me for uh, desktop publishing because okay. you know that was the day before the adobe what products <laughs> yes yeah um so i was into desktop publishing in the fbla the future business leaders of america um when i was in high school um, so, really young. And then I sold Avon. So, I was always mm. hustling. <laughs> well, hustling? Um, yes. I would sell stuff at garage sales. Um, I was always very driven and business minded.
0: Yeah. When you went to the garage sale, were you thinking like, oh, if only they placed that product in front of this other to really show it off, they would have already sold it by now. <laughs> like, do you? <laughs> I do that now all yeah. the
1: time. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just sold little like scarves, and I literally made a giant display for it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, so it was, it was the, the front and center thing. I took a big piece of cardboard and we pinned them up there and.
0: <laughs> and it
1: sold. Yeah, yeah, and that was when I was in, gosh, elementary school, I think. So. Yeah,
0: it's so interesting. It's 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 so cool because it's 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 in you from a young age. You just need to foster it, you know. And you've done really well fostering it, so that's cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. My dad was an entrepreneur. He did had a cleaning business. Um, he was a salesman too, so door to door, crystal, and then um, with no college degree or anything. Yeah. He. Um, went to Procter & Gamble into pharmaceutical sales, sales, Mm. and was one of the top pharmaceutical salesmen in his region um, before he retired.
0: Was that in North Carolina? Uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Okay. Cheeseheads, right? Yes. Okay, good. Go
1: Packers. (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right.
0: Um, That's cool. So, just off the cuff a little bit. So, I went, uh, we took our dogs to the vet, and you know that they have pharmaceutical reps that go there? Yeah. I didn't know that. (laughs) They start. They said, actually, there's this. There's this new pill for the dog, and I was like, wait, how do you know that? Like, I didn't just totally. I didn't even realize they've got their own pharmaceutical reps that that take them out to lunch and talk about new pills and whatever else that dogs and cats and other pets need.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. The pharmaceutical industry is everywhere. Now. Yeah, of course.
0: Like, why would they miss that market? But exactly. I didn't even think about it. And people think they're, you know, they look at their pets as children, so you, it's a good space to be in
1: oh yeah i do
0: (laughs) yeah so you got a dog cat two of them two Two dogs dogs? yeah cool awesome we do we got two dogs too what kind of dogs
1: um they're rescues so lab mix and border collie mix
0: we got two lab mixes
1: they're the best yeah i love labs well
0: (laughs) one of my one's the best The other's a headache a little bit um but yeah no great and the next dog that we get we're gonna rescue because these weren't truly rescued they're bought off Bragg boulevard it was kind of rescue so you did rescue them yeah, <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> but uh never went to a true rescue and and did that process that's the next thing we're gonna do oh yeah yeah matter of fact you guys are doing something uh uh beer and dogs <laughs> no it's not what it's called but it's
1: yes adoptions and drafts adoptions
0: and drafts at yep. the mash house at the mash house yeah 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 i saw that i put that on my calendar june 9th or something but it's yes, coming up june 9th and june 9th
1: yeah 12 to four.
0: whoo yeah <laughs> so maybe we'll show up there and see what that looks like
1: oh yeah we'll be there selling beer shirts and dog bandanas
0: <laughs> awesome very cool you know your market right yeah <laughs> bring beer shirts and dog bandanas all right so here's the next question um okay purchases of less than a hundred dollars that have most improved your life
1: um definitely my planner
0: (laughs) high five again
1: yes because i love my paper planner and being able to sit down and do that every day yeah um that's a big one and then gosh, everything I can think of is over a hundred dollars.
0: <laughs> well, the planner is an excellent one.
1: Yes. Yeah. It
0: came to you too easy. So search a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> What's the next one?
1: <laughs> um, Oh, paying for the, um, the two ninety nine 99 for the repost app to not have that little tag on the bottom on Instagram. Um, so when you do the repost,
0: oh. and you know how in the little
1: bottom corner, it'll put like who you reposted from.
0: You, so it's a service that reposts for you. Yes. But, without
1: that little thing on the bottom, you have gotcha. to pay the upgrade. So yes. many people I see will not pay the $2 yeah. to get the one that doesn't put the little thing there. And that drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: it's not only a pet peeve. It's uh, it's no, it's, it's a pet peeve. And it, you've eliminated yes. that from your life. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Okay. All right, two more questions. Um, what question do you have for me?
1: Um, That's a really good one. I know. Um. <laughs> I was
0: like, I'm going to beat everyone up with questions. They should have an opportunity to throw one at me. So that's why I threw it in there.
1: Yeah, so um, as a business consultant yeah. and coach, um, what is the most common problem you see entrepreneurs face?
0: Um, Two. actually one is definitely time no three one is definitely time so we get deep on their calendar a lot of them like paper calendar which is fine as long as they know it's gonna be an added step to add it to their google calendar the reason we like google calendars because you can share it with your admin so they're planning stuff for you it's another just piece of leverage so time and what to do with it Um, number two is database Uh, so keeping a database of all your past clients new clients all that coming into your business and systematically talking to them through follow up, through discounts, through the thing that, you, that we have coming up for uh, the dogs and beer, right? Like having that touch to your database to invite more people out um, in, your, in your group, right? Like how it's cool to have that uh, now response, but how can we systematically talk to them on a quarterly basis, right? Like what does that look like? So that's a struggle times of struggle and the biggest of all hiring yes. hiring is the biggest it's uh, looking for talent someone who wants to build an empire just as much as you want to build that empire uh, maybe on a different leg within your empire but either way that legs gonna be an empire so finding people talent 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 and it's a numbers game you know you'll find one out of a hundred uh, and I, I was just talking to another agent um, that's growing a team here. I said, so you got to kind of look at it as SF a little bit because you have army, right? And then the SF, SF has standards um, that you have to, you know, selection, you have to go through a few things, right? You just don't put anyone in SF. Look at that like your business, right? You, you, you need standards, expectations. This, wh- what is this person going to hit? And just understand 99 out of 100 won't hit it. So, but that one will carry your team And your business harder than you ever thought, Um, but it's hiring. Those three things I would say. And what's
1: the hardest one for you? Um,
0: What do you struggle
1: with? Because you always wonder what (laughs) the experts still have. Yeah, no, that's
0: that's probably the best question I've ever been asked on the podcast. (laughs) Um, I got my calendar down, uh, database down. Um, I would still say uh, I need help. So I want someone to look at these podcasts, chop them up, make them into smaller sound bites, even the video, um, some of the cool stuff that you said, build that into a blog, you know, scribe it. I need, I need a creative to do, to do all of that. Um, so uh, delegating. <laughs> and hiring, delegating it. So I, I need someone to do that, and I've not yet. Focused on making that happen. Great question. I know exactly what you mean too. Yes. (laughs) So that's yeah. That's that's a great question. And now you made me so uncomfortable. I want to end this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a really good. But that's that's my struggle right now. I would say that's my internal struggle right now.
1: Yeah, and I followed um, Gary through a lot of his stuff, and he had the same kind of story where he had. The um, people come in and follow them with the video cameras and started delegating a lot of the little clips and things like that, um, which is really cool when you watch someone give the advice and then follow it and do it.
0: Exactly. So I've taken a lot from Gary Vee and implemented it, but at the same time, that's the problem, right? I'm implementing it. And to have someone like you said, kind of reach, just follow everything. Cause even what if, what if you said a great point and the, the picture was caught like this. So anybody go to YouTube, you'll see what I'm doing. Um, if you're listening, you have no idea, but um, holding out my hand, like you're about to say something powerful and then put that phrase that you just said, you know, on the podcast earlier quoted by you. And that could be hit with the Instagram really got good stuff on LinkedIn. Um, it, it spreads really well on LinkedIn, but these these platforms that accept that. But I'm the one doing it. I'm the one screenshotting it, you know, going to paint, like making that happen. (laughs) Um, But to have someone else execute that would be great.
1: Yes. And those people are hard to find, too. Yep.
0: Numbers (laughs) game, talent, talent, numbers game for sure. All right. So what question do you have for everyone listening?
1: Um. My favorite question to ask people, um, I do it in some of my classes too, is uh, what's your favorite brand and why? I love hearing people's stories on why they love a certain brand. Um, it always opens my eyes to what things a company does that really makes people like them. And it's usually sometimes not even about their product or their um, what they do or their service. Sometimes it'll be, you know, I like this makeup company because they don't test on animals or I like you know, this company, because they treat their employees well. Um, you, you start to learn that people care about more than price and, um, you know, just getting a service done. They care about the why behind companies.
0: Yeah. I heard someone say price is only a challenge in the absence of value. Um, so whatever value that you're adding, if, even if it being, you're not testing on animals, you know, price is no longer an an issue at that point, you know, Um, that's awesome. So now I got two extra questions. One, what's the brand that you do hear the most?
1: Um, I hear, especially here, um, when I teach classes, a lot of people say Chick-fil-A because, um, they're so vocal about their values Yeah, and they tell that story and they really stand by them. Yeah. Um, and they don't waver from it at all. Yeah. Um, so I think that one, they made such an impact. And so people know that story.
0: Yeah so huge so last night the wife told the wife and i don't know why i say it like that the wife <laughs> she uh she she told me that and this could be false um so for anybody who's listening that's from chick-fil-a i don't know um but they are going to raise the uh the hourly rate to 17 dollars an hour for, oh wow yeah and i said and i and i asked you know coach guy i was like so why do you think that is asking the wife right um and she, we, we had a discussion about it. And what we come up with is that, would you agree that their standards are high?
1: Yes. Their customer service ones, especially. Yes.
0: Customer service is amazing. You know, they don't say thank you, right? What do they say?
1: I'm not, I really don't go there yeah. that much, but I don't eat a lot of fast food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: They, I mean, they've got a script with everything they've done in there and their service is super high. Right. And I'm like, go for it. Because here's the thing. If you can't reach the standard, they're going to let you go. A hundred percent, because there's no one in Chick-fil-A that is a lower standard than the next person standing next to them. They're all at a higher standard. So if you want $17 an hour, meet the standard, right? Meet that strong standard that we love in customer service, and then you'll be awarded with $17 an hour.
1: And that's great. And I know that they really empower their employees to make decisions. Yep. Um, Like I've heard stories like from my friends personally, where they said, I was at Chick-fil-A I went and my wallet wasn't in my car and I didn't have any money and that they ended up giving me my food and, you know, and then I came back and paid for it, but no other place would have done that. Yeah. Um, and you know, you can't, you have to have someone who can make a good decision because yes. you can't have people That's giving right. away food, but you, if you can trust that they're going to do it at the right time, yeah. then you don't need that rule where, you know, no giving away food. You can trust them to, to judge the situation.
0: That's right. Yeah, and then you empower the employee and the employee feels really good because now they have buy-in that you trust them.
1: Yeah, and they want to impress you by making the right yep. choice.
0: Yep, agreed. So I thought that was interesting and I was like, go for it. Meet that standard, you would be awarded with seventeen dollars an hour. Like I love that. I yeah, love and your that.
1: employees want to stay.
0: Yep. For that. Yep, exactly. All right. So the next question is, and we'll end on this. I'm sorry. I keep um this is going so good. So uh but for you, what's your favorite brand? When you um, ask yourself that?
1: Yes, hands down. Um, Johnny Cupcakes. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of him. He's a t-shirt brand too. Okay. Um, so when I was in my um, branding business, I went to New Orleans for the Ink Magazine Growco Conference. Okay. Um, I went as a military entrepreneur, and I heard him speak. He was the one speaker there who, like, just changed every the way I thought about everything about really? brand expectations about. Um, you know, loving your customers, and he was just doing something so different and so cool, um, that he inspired me. And what he does is he has a t-shirt bakery. So his logo is like a cupcake and crossbones. Um, but when you walk into the store, it it smells like a bakery. There's ovens. There's he goes oh. all in on like brand experience, um, and like really engaging with his customers. And now he has such a cult-like following. Like People get his logo tattooed on them. Whoa. Um, Yeah. And so he knew I was a huge fan after that day. He changed my life. And then I went to another conference two years later, and he was speaking again, and I was so excited. And he knew I was there and came and sat by me in the audience (laughs) Uh, because he knew I was such a big fan. And then his sister ended up being my mentor because they had like a mentor program for military at this conference. Whoa. Um, And then I got to go out to Boston the next year and visit the store. And so they have just been so like inspirational to me for such a big company to be, you know, talking to someone like me. They're just so humble and just a great like family owned business.
0: Yeah, that's all. And I think that's important for larger businesses to reach out to um, to people as they try to connect with them on Instagram, Twitter or whatever. And you won't be able to reach out to all of them, but you need to. You need to touch them. You need to reach out to them, and you need to have that conversation. Um, that's cool. So, do you see yourself ever being on stage with him, like you're teaching something, and there he <laughs> is, like you're teaching something about Prest, um, and he's up there teaching something about his gig? But either way, you both have shared the stage at one time.
1: I would love that. I would. <laughs> I mean, I, I challenge I'll, you, yes, to
0: make that happen.
1: Oh, that would be great. And I you know, I, I always see him, you know, I look up to him so I can never see myself on the same level, but <laughs> um I guess I should. That's yeah, that's not something you should, that I can't achieve. You, sh-
0: you should bring a stool with you or like a step, so when you're on stage with him you just step a little bit higher.
1: <laughs> I think he's a lot shorter than <laughs> oh, me anyway. Oh, yeah. you win by default? <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, no, I mean yeah, that'd be cool. So I'm probably going to keep up with you on that and having that conversation and seeing what that looks like and how to get into a venue where you can talk about some of your experiences and the brand that you're building because you're very passionate about it and you're doing something different here that everyone is, has has kind of been attracted to very quickly. And I think you have something to say, obviously, even here in the podcast. So that could totally happen. I just want to see it happen. Can you do me a favor?
1: Yeah. <laughs> can you give me one? a ticket? <laughs> of course. Yeah.
0: That'd be Awesome. <laughs> Cool well uh I really appreciate you stopping by and, and being on the podcast and uh, for anybody who's listening if you have any questions, um, even the question that she asked you guys uh, just comment we'll we'll reach out to you we'll We'll see what that looks like comment on video or audio but uh thank you so much
1: Thank you thanks for having me. This You're welcome. <laughs> you
0: rock Ashley.